Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. Today, we're going to give you an inside look at an important team that can help you if you're in the midst of some challenges in the workplace. Now, before we get into that, I challenge you to get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's bring in the Office of the Staff Ombuds. First, can each of you introduce yourselves and explain what your roles are within the office? I'm Jacqueline Bowman. I go by Jackie. I'm the Staff Ombuds, and I work with a great team. They will introduce themselves. I'm the very first staff focused on buds for the University of Michigan. And I started my position in December of 2018. And I'm honored and privileged uh, to be in this position. Hi, I'm Kathleen Donahoe. I'm an assistant ombuds. And I was asked by Dr. Bowman to join her staff after I retired from 20 years of working in University Human Resources. And I'm also very happy to be here, Daniel. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Harrington. I'm assistant ombuds, and I also have an appointment with the Shared Services Center as a DI consultant. I joined the staff of the staff ombuds in August, and I just love this work. And I, I'm so happy to be talking about um, what we do today on on this on this podcast. Hi, I'm Mindy Swarthout. I am the program specialist at the staff ombuds office. I handle the day-to-day operations in the office, and I'm also the first point of contact when a staff member reaches out to schedule an appointment. That's awesome. So thank you for explaining each of your roles on the team. Can you now talk a little bit about what you do as a whole? What sorts of workplace concerns does the Office of the Staff Ombuds help with? Well, in our role, Daniel, as organizational ombuds, we provide confidential, informal, impartial, and independent space for non-bargain for staff to have a conversation about issues that they may have or have observed in their workplace. For example, a visitor might contact us um, and they need help on how to manage a conflict with a supervisor or coworker. Others might come because they have encountered a problem that's time sensitive or time urgent, and they're not sure what to do or how to resolve it. Others contact us generally around policy clarification, whether it's a human resource policy, a grievance step, sometimes a departmental policy. So in general, we hear the gamut in terms of kinds of concerns. If I summarize the um, topics of uh, concern, I would say for the most part, we hear a lot about unfair treatment in the workplace. We hear about bullying and retaliation, performance reviews, DEIB concerns, excessive stress, which might lead to physical and mental health issues if those concerns are not resolved. 
salary equity is always, however, at the top uh, where people feel that their titles may have stayed the same. However, they've been given additional work without compensation. So I do want um, visitors to know that workplaces and relationships are dynamic and challenging. And often, you know, it can create or cause misunderstandings. So the Ombuds office is a place where one can come to just talk through whatever the concerns might be. So let's say you have one of those concerns, if one of our listeners or viewers has one of those concerns and contacts your office, what would a typical interaction with your team look like? Daniel, it starts with an intake form. It's a confidential form that our visitors complete before um, coming to our office. It gives us an opportunity to uh, have a little bit of a preview of the concern and and also perhaps gathering some appropriate resources uh, before meeting. But it starts with a confidential intake form, and then we reach we reach back and contact the visitor and we give them a choice whether they would like to meet with us in person or virtually or on the phone. Um, what a typical interaction looks like, it starts with us talking about the four principles that govern our work from the International Ombuds Association. And first and foremost, we stress the confidentiality um, of our conversation with the visitor. We, we will not share anything that is shared with us without their express permission, unless we fear there's risk of imminent harm. So we start by setting the stage. Um, we talk about what the, what, what the conversation will look like. Um, then we talk about our role and what we can and cannot do. Um, we're an informal office. We do not participate in any kind of formal proceedings. Um, and really what our goal is, is to listen listen, listen to our to the stories of our visitors and then help them um, identify options. And we talk about the ramifications or the, the possible um, the, the possible uh, uh, the possibilities of each of each of those options, because we want our visitors to make informed choices. It's really about empowering our visitors. They drive the process. And then we would share any appropriate resources and also the potential for any kind of follow-up interactions with us. And so, and, and typically we give them our contact information because we wanna know um, what, what happens after their visit with us. So we, we go over the, the opportunities for follow-up. So uh, you may have touched on this a little bit, but can you go into a little bit more detail or your team go into a little bit more detail on how the Ombuds office differs from others in the organization. I know that there are resources all across U of M that if you're having workplace issues, you can go to. How is your office different? Well, Daniel, we are confidential as both Michael and Jacqueline have mentioned. And that confidentiality is a foundation of the success of the relationship we have with our visitor. We do not take their information forward in any way. We're not in individuals with reporting obligations. We don't provide legal counseling. We don't provide psychological counseling. We differ from other resources at the university in that we are so visitor focused. We ask the visitor what their options are, what their concerns are, and then we um, help them drive the process to the outcomes that they're looking for. So we're a problem solver 
and we collaborate with other resources to help the visitor. We might work with human resources. We might work with another source on campus that is um, interested, <clears throat> excuse me, in whatever the issue is that the visitor brings us. So we like to think of ourselves as the foundation for collaboration, allowing the visitor to drive the process that they're interested in. Yeah, and I know that there was, you know, we had a recent headlines piece on your office and, and some of the interactions that you've had and some of the feedback that you've gotten. And one of the key things that I jumped out to me in that piece was that you don't fix the problems, but you put employees in position to fix their problems. Can you elaborate on that? Maybe Jackie, you can start with that and, and just sort of elaborate on what that really means. Well, often because of the difficult situation a person might be experiencing in the workplace, when they come to us, they want us to fix it. Can you just mm -hmm. make it go away? I want to return to work and just focus on my work and my colleagues or my coworkers, but we actually cannot fix it. We cannot overturn a policy or decision that is made. What we do instead, and Michael and Kathleen both have said something about it, and that is that we listen, listen, listen. We help clarify what really is going on in the workplace. And then what we do is really provide tools, resources, and other strategies to assist the visitor. In the end, the visitor drives the process. We can't step in and just fix it, make it go away. We provide advocacy around fair treatment and not for the individual or the organization. So what I would like to say that's really important is that we empower, we coach, we listen, and we refer. Often mm -hmm. we will identify and help navigate the appropriate referral source so that the person's not running from one office to another to another, which adds to frustration, particularly if you're in a difficult situation. Michigan is a very complex organization, the university. And so we like to call ourselves navigators. We like to help visitors figure out what avenues to choose to work within. And we often hear that they're afraid. They're afraid to go forward to an HR person or perhaps to their own supervisor. We give them the tools so that they can use those to have those discussions, navigating themselves to a better place with their supervisor or whoever their issue is with. And I would say that for some people, they probably just want to have their voice be heard, right? They may not even want another step beyond talking with your office, but they probably feel like in their daily life, they're not being heard in their daily work life. So here's a way to, to sort of just get their grievances out there. Do you find that, that, that to be the case? We get a lot of feedback um, where visitors will say, thank you for listening. It was the mm -hmm. first time that someone listened to me in a respectful and non-judgmental way. I thank you. And we will provide some options. And they might often say, uh, I feel better just because someone listened. 
And and Michael, I have one final follow-up for you. For staff who may want to reach out, it doesn't mean that they've failed, right, in what they're doing and in their daily work life, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that might be some like a barrier to reaching out for help is they think if they haven't been able to manage the problem on their end, that they are the failure. Can you sort of elaborate on that? You know, I, I like to think that they're they're the architect of their own happiness. So the fact that they're they they're getting on the path to finding their voice and wanting to to actually um, act, you know, on their own behalf um, to make the situation better, and that's where the empowerment comes in. It's a beautiful thing, you know, to have folks they finally find their voice and they want to move forward in a better way, and so. Um, that's a really wonderful thing about our work of and, and facilitating that process. I love it. All right, Mindy, I want to bring you in now. You mentioned that you're sometimes the first point of contact for people when they reach out to the office. So if we do have listeners or viewers who want the help of the Office of the Staff Ombuds, how can they reach out? Sure. Thanks, Danielle. Well, they can reach us by calling the office. They could email us. They can find us on our website. So there are many ways to reach us. Um, our website contains the confidential information, the confidential intake form that Michael referred to earlier. Again, strictly confidential. And that is really the best way to reach us to, to schedule an appointment. Um, we schedule appointments as soon as possible. And that's usually within a week once the request is made of our office. Love it. Well, thank you so much to all of you for joining us and sharing this important information for our listeners. If you want to learn more about the Office of the Staff Ombuds, be sure you check out the recent feature story at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, now it's time we learn more about one of our guests. And Jackie, since you run the show around here, we're gonna put you in the hot seat for the lightning round when we ask our guests four quick fire questions that they haven't seen before. Are you ready to go? Ready, set, go. All right. Besides this one, which I know you got in this role in 2018, what is the most interesting job you've ever had? Working at the Center for the Educational Women Plus at the University of Michigan, where I was able to assess all members of the university around educational and career development. That is awesome. All right, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. What is one of your favorite activities that you do outside of work to help your mental health and and relax? I walk. So I get out and I walk, 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 and I get my steps in and I check it out with my smartwatch (laughs) and say, keep it moving. And that just helped me because I reflect, I breathe, and I just kind of take in the beauty of the earth. That's awesome. All right. Memorial Day is right around the corner, which is, of course, the unofficial start of summer. What is your favorite thing to do in summer around Michigan? Around Michigan in summer. Just open the doors for all the grandkids to come, take them swimming, take them to the library and walk. You love walking. That's what I'm that's what I'm learning about. As checking out any new restaurants. Or that I have not been to, that nails it every time. I like it. All right. So now you just let us into the following questions. It's food related. And I was hungry earlier today when I wrote this. So if you could pick your ideal dessert, would it be ice cream, cake, pie, or something else? 
I'm a pie person. What kind of pie? And I like cherry, apple, you name it, blackberry. I'm a pie person. Well, there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, for being a great sport and for sharing the important information about your office, the Office of the Staff Ombuds. Once again, if you want to learn more about this team, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you could check out other featured stories from this week, including a closer look at the daily work of research specialist Nick Mularoni and insight into the results from the 2023 Vital Voices Faculty and Staff Engagement Survey. Find all that and much more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. This week's question is, who will be the featured speaker at next month's inaugural Pride Month keynote and celebration? Once again, who will be the featured speaker at next month's inaugural Pride Month keynote and celebration? You can find the answer in headlines, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to the Office of the Staff Ombuds for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.